Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, there's an old saying, man's mind stretched to a new dimension never returns to its original state. So we're here tonight to stretch. And you know, most of us have two beasts that reside in our conscience, fear and faith. And they'll both fight each other on a daily basis. Who usually wins? That's easy. The one you feed. Tonight we're going to feed... The fun part of your conscience. So let's play ball. On that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now, the Baker-Mayfield saga in Cleveland has finally come to an end. And e- even if the Browns had to pay $10.5 million out of their own pocket to make it happen, it's officially happened. We'll discuss the ramifications and, and ripple effects. In about 15 minutes, do not miss this segment. We'll have sports attorney Dan Lust. You've heard him on these airwaves many times. You've heard him on my show. Um, he's very good at what he does. He's going to join us to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, as I believe this will come to a head uh, in the next 10 days or so. Uh, Judge Robinson is currently awaiting for both sides to submit their post-hearing briefs, but I understand negotiations are ongoing as we speak, so... Uh, I'm going to have Dan talk a lot more procedurally so people can understand when not only what's going on here, but remember, there are four lawsuits still outstanding. Later in the show, we'll have some Vegas quick hitters. You can only get here on Saturday nights. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. As they say in Byron Buxton, Minnesota... It's going to be lit. All right. It's time to examine the fallout of the Baker Mayfield trade to the Panthers. It seemed to have had happened uh, fast and furious this past week. And and not for nothing, you know, uh, the question is, will Baker start? I believe he's the better quarterback. Uh, People can rattle off all kinds of stats and statistics about how bad they think he was. But, you know. His third year in the league, got him to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and they, everybody forgets they had Kansas City on the ropes, and Cleveland just couldn't close the deal. So the man, uh, I, I believe, I very much believe he he helped to change the culture in Cleveland. And and, and while it is true, uh, you know, he has a sometimes, uh, what, petulant demeanor, and that 
overshadows what I think are very natural leadership qualities. He's not perfect. He's got to learn. Baker Mayfield's got to learn Ben McAdoo's new system. Ben McAdoo's the offensive coordinator in in Carolina, and Sam Darnold has a three-year history with McAdoo. And McAdoo was actually on record back in 2018 saying he didn't particularly like Baker Mayfield uh, coming out of the NFL draft. We'll see how quickly Baker can learn the terminology, learn the system, and it's a, kind of like a foreign language. And by the way, if, for you Panther fans, kind of interesting. You now have the number one and number three overall picks from the 2018 NFL Draft on your roster. And in case you missed it, Josh Allen went seventh that year to Buffalo, and Lamar Jackson went 32nd uh, to the Ravens. But I digress. The question now is, what are the ripple effects from the Baker Mayfield trade and they are you know they are voluminous having to do with how it will impact other players other coaches other teams and you know i know i I hate it when people you know lazy it's kind of to me it's kind of lazy when they say this is divorce uh it's a you know it's a foot these are football players okay they didn't take any vows it's not a lifetime commitment supposedly it's a it's a contract it's a business contract and the Browns, though, they must have wanted out pretty bad because they'll pay a large chunk of the salary. Remember, Baker was slated to get $18 million this year. He agreed to leave about three on the table to make the deal happen. Eighteen and a half. and a half, he agreed, Baker agreed to leave about three and a half on the table to make the deal happen, according to the NFL Network. And so the Panthers are responsible for roughly $5 million and, uh, and then Cleveland the other ten and a half. And so there's a fair amount to dissect here, and I'm not sure I'll be able to get to all of it, but we, you know, I'll be here four hours tonight, so we'll – We'll get to most of it, if not all of it, because part of the issue here is, you know, the NFL's disciplinary process involving Deshaun Watson. And uh, you've got a, a, a lifetime franchise in the Cleveland Browns that continues to flail at every turn. And I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm a city of Cleveland fan. I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, per se. I'd like to see him win. I like the city of Cleveland. I think it's a cool place. But, you know, there are three types of people in life, those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who wonder what happened. And it just seems like Cleveland is always in that final category. Um, It's unclear what Baker Mayfield's personal preferences were in terms of where he wanted to go. I know they were talking about Seattle. But he's got a chance. Baker's really got a chance to revive a career. And I can't say the career was broken, uh, the boss, The bottom line is what happened last year. He tries to make a tackle week one. Tears his left labrum in his left shoulder, and yet says, now I'm throwing shoulder. That's a debilitating injury. So it became a very disappointing season. It was severely hampered by a shoulder injury. He still tried to play. He couldn't really. And he registered, you know, the ninth best in, in the NFL, the ninth best EPA, which is expected points added, and completion percentage over expectation. And he was ahead of guys like Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert in terms of guys in their last year. But here's what's interesting now. Baker enters an offense that's coordinated by a gentleman who came from the Packers, and he was also recently the Giants head coach, Ben McAdoo. And he's going to have some playmakers. He'll have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Terrence Marshall Jr. And uh, Baker did take a small pay cut. And I would say that, you know, that was smart on on his part. It would not surprise me if Carolina competes in that division. The Falcons are one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. The the, the Panthers have a a much friendlier overall schedule. Now, there are problems, too, because the Panthers' offensive line is nowhere near the caliber Baker had in Cleveland, right? He left a pretty good offensive line, and including a coach, Bill Callahan. Cleveland's got one of the best offensive lines in football. That said, uh, Carolina's got a couple solid offensive linemen as well as Taylor Moton, uh, Austin Corbett, etc. Not to name all their offensive linemen in here and put you to sleep. The long and the short of it is they're not perfect. They have nowhere to go but up. The over-under total for Carolina is six and a half. And there's really sort of a short-term window for Baker to save himself. Uh, it, because the the scary part here, if you're a Baker Mayfield fan, is if he doesn't play to his potential, his perceived potential is, and he's not productive, Baker could find himself ending up in backup purgatory for the rest of his career. So the pressure's on, but it's been my observation. And even in college, I mean, he's, this is where he lives, man. You know, he walked on to Texas Tech, won the job, got to Oklahoma, won the job, you know, got to Cleveland. And remember, after that 2018 year when the city was energized, remember all the slappies coming out saying Cleveland go to the Super Bowl? 
in the 2019 season. Well, that didn't happen. So, But the long and the short of it is there will be a white-hot spotlight on Baker in in uh, uh, Carolina because he's got a two-fold situation. He's got to showcase his ability on the field. He's got to show that he can actually display poise. And he's got to show that he can display a proper temperament because he, he just – Again, he he had a he has a degree of petulance that I think hurts him. Okay, so what does this mean for the Panthers? Now, the Panthers have been in the quarterback market basically since Matt Rule got there two or three years ago. Uh, they actually tried very hard to trade for Matt Stafford. They blanked on that. The Panthers whiffed on trying to acquire Deshaun Watson. Maybe that could be a blessing in disguise that they didn't get Deshaun Watson. But somewhere in between, they executed... Uh, an oddball trade, sending a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold. Now, despite Darnold getting out of the gate pretty good against you know his competition last year, which was bad and early on, uh, unfortunately, Darnold turned out to be the quarterback the most pessimists uh, like to characterize a man as in that most sort of predicted he'd be out of college. They see Darnold. Darnold will see as a, as a talented guy, but very flawed prospect. He requires a lot of schematic maintenance, uh, and I would say that the the, Bayfer, the Baker Mayfield trade is really trade is finally the is really the final chance for Matt Rule and and his GM Scott Fitterer to turn the organization around. So this is a big gamble, but it is a worthwhile endeavor. You pair Makerfield and McAdoo, uh, you know, I think there could be. There could be some fireworks there in a good way. And the reason I say that is because May- Mayfield, the offense they ran in Cleveland is not necessarily maybe to Mayfield's strengths. That's, they're really head run heavy, and, and May- Mayfield's, I think, more of a spread type of a guy. And he's also a very misunderstood guy. And, and I really believe that the Panthers' backs were against the wall. They had no other choice. Uh, and, uh, you know, they do have Matt Carroll on the roster, but he's a long ways away, I believe, and they're going to have to install some sort of hyper, you know, run-pass option offense for Corral. Uh, but, you know, look, they, the, Carolina's got to win now to save jobs, right? So what does this mean for Christian McCaffrey? Okay, uh, believe it or not, Mayfield has one of the lowest check-down rates in the NFL. He gets the ball out of his hand. He dumps the ball off to his backs. Uh, not a lot. And no other quarterback with 1,000-plus dropbacks except for Josh Allen had a lower checkdown total. And if you combine that with targets per game received by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in 2020, though, Mayfield will have the six most checkdowns to running backs in the NFL. So McCaffrey's going to get the ball in his hands a lot, and he excels as a wide receiver, and he's best utilized when you get him out in space all around the field. And during Ben McAdoo's best seasons with the Giants in a play-calling role, his lead running back, Rashad Jennings, was targeted on average about four times a game. So you could expect some big things out of, I believe, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey this year as long as he stays healthy. What does this mean for Sam Darnold? I told you there were ripple effects. Darnold is more than likely his finish when it comes to be a regular NFL starter. You know, I, I really think like so many quarterbacks that come out in this day and age where you get big money out of the gate and there's – you know, you, there's there's a hurry. Your pants are on fire. You've got to you've got to produce or be gone. It's not completely his fault because of the situations he's been in, uh, and they're they're kind of stuck with the Panthers are kind of stuck with Darnold. It's hard to imagine them you know being able to flip Sam Darnold for any meaningful assets, especially when he's set to make 18 million this year. All right, so what does it mean for the Cleveland Browns? Well, the Browns, are, like it or not, they're all in on Deshaun Watson. They sold their soul to get Watson. It would be hard to imagine uh, the Browns dealing Baker Mayfield if they felt there was a strong possibility that they weren't going to get some production out of Deshaun Watson, maybe even this year. But And I know that the NFL, we're going to talk about this pretty heavily here in about, in about seven minutes with uh, Dan Lust. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you cannot have this conversation without, you know, recognizing the fact that if Watson's not on the field this year for Cleveland at all, this is going to be a problem. However, I do think the ship had sailed. Finally, what does this mean, the ship had sailed, meaning Baker was gone and Cleveland was going to shut the door? They're paying $10.5 million to compete against him. Week one, by the way, if you're scoring at home, and I know you are, 
Carolina is hosting the Browns week one. They're currently a one-point favorite, and sharp people I know are betting Carolina. All right, what does this mean for Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Browns? I'll tell you, uh, he, he designs an offense around Mayfield, gets the Browns to the playoffs, and they struggled last year because of the Mayfield injury. Now he potentially inherits Jacoby Brissett for an unknown number of games because Watson might not be allowed to take the field for a while. So what does Watson look like when he comes back after more than a year away? Golly knows. But from a, pure, a purely human standpoint, I don't know how much Kevin Stefanski is enjoying life right now. Final thought on this. There were only three scenarios the Browns had. One, keep Mayfield and work work with him despite whatever internal concerns that caused them to go to get Deshaun Watson in the first place. That didn't happen. Scenario two, trade for and vouch for Watson. Hopefully the fallout won't be as bad as they hope and they get Watson back. Uh, in scenario three, when it became clear that the Mayfield situation was untenable, you get the permission to find and secure your own option, whether it's draft, free agency, making a run at this season with maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo. you got to clear the decks, which they did. The Baker Mayfield era in Cleveland is over. Let the party begin in Carolina. Coming up, we bring in uh, one of the preeminent sports talk attorneys, uh, sports attorney uh, based in New York, Dan Lust. Uh, we'll talk about Deshaun Watson and the situation there as it resumes this week as the uh, post uh, the uh, post hearing briefs due from the players and the league are due for Judge Robinson. So keep it locked right here. Dan Lust uh, coming up. I'm Bernie Frado coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's the pregame show you always wanted. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas. Mike check. Hey, hey, Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app, then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW, CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, CRSHOW, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. At this time, let's welcome in a gentleman. You hear him all around the airwaves, multiple modalities because of his great expertise. Say hello to Dan Lust. Dan, thanks so much for staying up late tonight. Always a pleasure, Bernie, and uh, certainly no shortage of sports lives of late, but certainly a pleasure to join you. Yes, sir. Dan, uh, you you correctly predicted last summer, the summer of 21, when you were on your show, that the Deshaun Watson civil lawsuits would most likely not be adjudicated until 2023. I believe you're right. Hold that thought. We'll come back to it. Monday, the post-hearing briefs that uh, Judge uh, Robinson has required the players and the association and the NFL to have on her desk are due Monday. Tell the folks what that entails and how that might fit into a ruling. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, the going on the show is trying to explain, right, this, this is a submission on the papers. What Judge Robinson could have done is just accepted the arguments that were done at this hearing uh, in the last week over those three days and just said, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a decision from what I heard in court. So the, the judge is by no means required to ask the parties to serve legal papers, but that's what she did. She asked both sides to submit papers, which is a way of saying, you know, all these arguments you're making, please show me the legal precedent for this support. So obviously the Watson case is an unprecedented one in NFL circles. Um, but, you know, there, there are, there should be precedent this in, in maybe normal legal circles. Maybe you cite to some cases that are outside of the law, um, they're outside of uh, the NFL. But there, there's going to be obviously some NFL precedent and maybe uh, a lack of precedent when it comes to owner punishment. Um, but that's what's happening now. All the arguments that were made aloud are being reduced to writing. And depending on how long those papers are, you can imagine, right, if the NFL submits 100 pages of written briefs, it would take Judge Robinson that much longer to come to a decision. But that's what we're looking at right now. Good stuff, Dan. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but having covered the Lions for 10 years and, and I'm aware of the personal conduct policy that the NFL rewrote in 2017, the key phraseology to me is that, quote, you must refrain from conduct detrimental to the integrity and of public confidence in the NFL. So irrespective of whether or not there's a strong case or there were no criminal charges, it seems to me that the personal conduct policy is completely autonomous from whatever the law shows. The NFL can do what they want. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. And, and that standard you just read is, we'll, we'll say, amorphous, right? It's, it's whatever Roger Goodell wants it to be. So I guess it's an important part that's kind of being under-discussed, right? The fact that Deshaun Watson was, uh, you know, didn't, didn't proceed forward with any criminal charges but with two separate grand juries, people, you know, in my replies on Twitter will, will say, hey, he's not going to get suspended, and he shouldn't because he wasn't found, you know, uh, you know, having committed some type of criminal act by a standard of probable cause, which is what these two Texas grand juries looked at. But that's not the NFL standard. The NFL can look at whatever they want. Bernie, the standard you read is one of optics. It's not one of guilt or uh, innocence. It's just if you have some conduct that makes the league look bad. Now, is that to say that um, other guys, and I want to this, this uh, emphasis maybe on other owners who are subject to the policy, um, have they done maybe some acts or alleged acts that should result in some type of suspension or discipline? 
Sure, uh, and I think that's the argument that Watson's making right now. Why are owners not being punished for potentially some of the same conduct? Uh, and you can look at a guy like allegations, you know, pertaining to Jerry Jones or uh, Bob Kraft. Um, and, and that's, I think, the argument right now. And I think that's the one the NFL has got to be very careful. Dan, I don't mean to be cynical, but the fact that charges were not bound over in two separate grand juries to me means nothing. Here's the cynical part. I'm of the belief most local district attorneys, county prosecutors, what have you, only brought a, they only want to bring forth a case. They have a 98% chance of winning. And by the way, they're in the same county where the Houston Texans play, so there to me is a little political aspect there. Am I being cynical? I thought they really patent pushed and poo-pooed the whole grand jury process. Well, the, the last point you made is the one that I've, that I've centered on as well, right? It, it, that grand jury proceeding, I was following that, uh, you know, with every minute of, of news. There were reports you could find them if you want to go in the Google machine. But that if, if there were criminal charges, there were, there were reports that Watson could be released from the Texans. Imagine, right? Imagine if there were felony charges. You know, that's certainly a world that, that could have happened, right? That's, that's what they were going for at a certain point in time. Um, but think about what, what transpired. Watson goes from these, you know, uh, unconfirmed source that it could be released to becoming the most valued trade asset in all of the NFL and securing a $230 million guaranteed contract. So how did that happen? Uh, Bernie, you, you said it. A uh, prosecutor in, in uh, Harris County, Texas, in Houston, right, that's the one that uh, you know, was in charge of the case. So their handling of the case had a direct impact on his trade value. So, you know, I'm, I'm not so cynical. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, call it like I see it. But, you know, the optics are, una, you know, certainly the optics are unavoidable. That, that's what happened, right? Prosecutor had the case, and then Watson all of a sudden resulted in three first-round picks to the Houston Texans. So you're reading of it, Bernie. I, I can't say it, but I, I could see how you get to that conclusion. Yeah, thank you. We're talking with Dan Luss, sports attorney. You've heard him all around the airwaves, and for good reason, has his finger on the pulse, the preeminent sports attorney heard on this network. Dan, uh, there's another aspect of this. There are still four lawsuits yet to be adjudicated. Now, how problematic will that be if these final four refuse to settle and talk about how that plays into the potential NFL dealings on this? So four cases have uh, yet to settle. The other, uh, so we'll say 20 of 24 was the news report that came out. Um, have settled. We don't know the exact numbers involved, but um, I, I will say, Bertie, there's maybe an underreported aspect to this as well. There were reports that two additional lawsuits were going to be filed, um, mm-hmm. and yep. we just haven't seen them. So unclear if those extra two, which would have made this total 26, were settled with the 20 of 24. But you know, neither here nor there. I just I, I pointed out to say this four could quickly balloon to six to eight, as we've seen in this case. There's been times where that number just you know just gets uh, you know just exponentially larger. So as for the handling of the case, you know, and I, I've told this to Brown fans that that asks right. This saga does not end when Judge Robinson comes to a decision on the suspension. Let's say she says uh, eight game suspension, right, or a year suspension. What we have looming in the background are four civil cases that are scheduled for trial in 2023. That's after next year's Super Bowl. So that's where my prediction came from last year. I go, these civil cases take a long time, and it wouldn't shock me if the trials were held in 2023, which is where, where we're at. Um, so those four cases could be tried in, in, you know, in 2023. But, Bernie, why I, I, I want people to just pay attention to that. We could have a Ray Rice situation on our hands, right, mm-hmm. where a punishment is issued and then new facts come out mm-hmm. that maybe the public didn't know about during those trials in 2023. So all of a sudden, there is nothing stopping the NFL from issuing a subsequent suspension. Watson would go up in arms and his people would go crazy. But let's say it's new information that does not that was not known to anyone beforehand. So that's what people have to watch out for. This, this saga doesn't end whenever the suspension decision is rendered. And then I'll also give you one more, one further, Bernie. Um, in our courts of law, we have something called the statute of limitations, which is a yes, deadline. Yes, so going to bring that up. Listen, we're on the same page here, Bernie. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's a point that should be raised here, too. Watson, the, the report from the New York Times is 66 masseuses in the 17-month period. We're talking the amount of people that have filed lawsuits at this point or thinking of our rumor to maybe file lawsuits is somewhere between 25 and 30, right? Some have not just yet been filed at this point. But if you have someone, let's say three years from now, five years from now, six years from now, well, it doesn't matter, that comes forward and maybe doesn't have a viable legal case because they're past the statute of limitations, they could still go to the NFL and say, hey, by the way, I know those cases that Watson was dealt with and dealt with that suspension. I have something that Watson did which was way more heinous. 
The NFL could still suspend him later down the road. The NFL is not bound by any type of, you know, uh, time deadline. So that's why this saga, you know, I'd, I'd be concerned if I was the, the Cleveland Browns, Sean Watson. The guy that was asked very point blank, you know, does that number sound right? 66 masseuses in 17 months, according to the New York Times. And you just looked at his face, and you could tell he didn't know. He didn't know if that was the right number, if that was too much, too little. And, you know, I don't think anyone keeps an Excel spreadsheet of all the different, you know, massages they, they got. So I don't... I don't know how he would know that, but that, that would be my fear if I was, you know, in Watson's camp or, or Cleveland Browns fan. That you don't really know when the saga is going to end. Exactly right. I was going to reference the statute of limitations. It's my understanding that date is sometime in 2023, which means up until then, there's always a looming possibility that another lawsuit can emerge. Do you know what that date is in 2023, Dan? I'm not, but I, I, the reading of it to two-year statute of limitations and some of these acts uh, are alleged to occur in 2021, the latest one. Yes. So, um, you know, it's, it's anyone's guess, but I think the, the point is, right, like, you could still, this is a, there's, there's a saying in the law, right, there's no bar to the courthouse steps. So you could still have someone that files a lawsuit late that's technically barred by the statute of limitations. But, uh, Bernie, as you know, in our media world, right, that's still going to grab the headlines, right? Sure. You still have a case that's going to get thrown out, sure. um, you know, thrown out of court, but the optics are still bad. So that's, this is, this is what I say to, you know, about the Cleveland Browns, right? If the Browns knew everything that we know today, right, this definite suspension potentially on the horizon, you know, four more lawsuits potentially coming down the pike, uh, you know, I, I, I'd be very, and, you know, truthfully, I'd be very surprised if the Browns made, this type of risk assessment. I said, let's give the guy $230 million guaranteed, uh, you know, and, and basically ruin the relationship with Baker Mayfield uh, for a guy that might not play in all of the next year. And, you know, there's talk again about an indefinite suspension. We'll see if the NFL wants to go that far. But indefinite means, at least the way I'm reading it, when this saga ends, you can come back to play. So that, that's the worst case scenario for Watson. I don't think it's likely. But, you know, by all reports, that was on the table uh, you know, leading up to these hearings. I do believe they're pushing for that. And you made a statement earlier in the conversation about this is all about optics. Dan, great stuff. Uh, you did a very nice job of procedurally detailing what this entails, removing the emotional aspect and the court of public opinion. Dan, thanks so much for staying up late tonight. Always a pleasure, Bernie. Let me know when uh, I'm happy to come on any time. Yeah, I think we're going to want to do that uh, down the road because I have a feeling that there could be an appeal here regardless of which way this goes. Great stuff, Dan. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Have a good night. Uh, Stan Luff, sports law attorney based in New York. Appreciate him uh, staying up late for us tonight on uh, Straight Out of Vegas. Coming up, we'll bring you back out to Vegas. We'll talk about what the betting markets are responding, how the betting markets are responding as Baker Mayfield arrives in his new team. But first, let's go to Brian Finley with the latest. All right, Bernie, thank you. The Dodgers get it done against the Cubs 4-2 to two, as LA starting pitcher Clayton Kershaw went 7-2 and two thirds innings, 10 strikeouts, dazzling one earned run. The Giants are winners against the Padres 3-1. San Diego was held to three hits, and San Fran starting hurler Carlos Rodon went the complete game and retired 22 of the last 23 Padres batters so he was on his game in this one. The Red Sox get it done against the Yankees 6-5 in 10 innings. Alex Verdugo drove in the game-winning run in that extra frame. The Braves topple the Nationals 4-3. Austin Riley went yard, a two-run blast in the first inning. Pete Alonso hit a round tripper his 23rd of the season as the Mets get it done done against the Marlins 5-4. The Athletics were held to four hits, but they still find a way to stonewall the Astros 3-2. As far as golf is concerned, the Scottish Open, the Genesis Scottish Open is through three rounds, so one round to play later on for Sunday, but through 54 holes, Andrew Shoffley is your leader. 66, he fired on Saturday, minus seven, has a two-shot lead over the field, had a 65 on Friday, so a 66 Saturday, a 65 on Friday. He is in good position coming into the final round. As far as some of the NBA Summer League that's happening, the Trailblazers first round draft pick Shaden Sharp, well, he suffered a small labral tear to his shoulder. He's going to miss the rest of Summer League and be reevaluated in two weeks and according to the team. And coming up 
Also on Sunday in England, it is the Wimbledon final on the men's side. Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic will be vying for the trophy. Kyrgios in his first Grand Slam final and Novak Djokovic looking for his 22nd Grand Slam and his seventh Wimbledon. With that, let's get it back to Bernie Frado. Thanks, Brian. All right, let's bring it back out to Vegas. Mackenzie Rivers joins us. Mackenzie, the Baker Mayfield move to Carolina has had somewhat of an impact on the betting markets here in Las Vegas. You've got some definitive thoughts. Yes, there's been wide disagreement about how much impact this particular move is going to make. Let me talk about the Browns real quick, because it's not much of an impact. Baker Mayfield wasn't going to start. Nobody expected him to suit up again after that Instagram route. Well, the Browns, they didn't really move, but their odds have ticked down. Probably not because of Mayfield, just because of Deshaun Watson, as you guys were discussing. Every few days, it ticks down a little bit more. They were expected to win 10 games when the season started. Just yesterday, it ticked down once again, now between eight and eight and a half at the few places that still have it up. That's the Browns. The Panthers is where the controversy starts. Who's going to start? How much of an impact would Mayfield be? How much of an upgrade would he be over Darnold? Well, I've listened to the beginning of this show. I know you have your opinion. Uh, who do you think is going to start for Cleveland? I mean, for the Carolina Panthers, Week One against Cleveland? McKenzie, as long as uh, as long as Baker can grasp Ben McAdoo's terminology and system, it's got to be Baker. Not a dot in my mind. It's got to be Baker. Your thoughts? I agree with you 100%. And in fact, the minus 500 that Baker's going to start, which is an 80% implication, I think that's light. I think they made this move right now in the middle of the early parts of July for exactly what you're saying. They want as much time as possible because they know what happened with Darnold last year and they don't think it's sustainable. So that's the second disagreement I want to talk about. Darnold, I don't think, is uh, redeemable at this point. But. Bet Online's Dave Mason said, "Well, we didn't make that much of an adjustment because these are both, you know, about below average quarterbacks." Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know both, you know, from a certain narrative perspective, have been disappointing. 2018 draft picks, but one literally four seasons in a row disappointed every single season, and by increasingly so. Mayfield's done some things that we haven't seen in a Cleveland Brown uniform. We haven't seen them make the playoffs since 2003. So I ran some numbers. Since 2008, if you look at the most advanced metrics, which is EPA and completions above percentage, it gives you credit for the long plays. It also gives you credit for being consistent. It's a great all-in-one analytic metric. Darnold, since this started 2018, 41 out of 41 quarterbacks. Nobody's been worse. Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett, Drew Locke, all rank above him in this metric. Mayfield, well, maybe you could argue he's been below average. 25 out of 41, if you just look at their whole career. But I think Mayfield coming in as a rookie, starting not at the beginning, coming into an organization that was 1-15 before they drafted him. I don't think you can just look at his career numbers and say this is who he is, especially with that injury he suffered last year. If you look at his best season and you say, I only want to care about the times where it mattered, I want to throw out all garbage time, 2020, when the Browns made the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, Aaron Rodgers had the number one advanced metric Baker Mayfield had the number two advanced metrics in the regular season in 2020. I don't care if he got hurt and played badly the next year. That is not something that generally happens to an average quarterback. By the way, if you don't trust this metric, number three that year was Tom Brady, followed by Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. So the metric identified all the great quarterbacks that year, and Mayfield had his name in the hat. We look at the week one line, it moved from minus three and a half to minus one. That's a gigantic movement through three. I think that is the correct movement. I think the future odds for the Panthers haven't caught up to what we're seeing in the week one line. So my best bet is the Carolina Panthers over six and a half wins. They're saying this is a two-point adjustment. I think they're going from the worst quarterback we've seen suit up in the last decade to a pretty good quarterback that's shown elite qualities. I think he gets back there. I think taking a $3.5 million pay cut is because he has something to prove this year, and I think he does it. Best bet, Panthers over 6.5 wins. My final thought, I do trust that metric. And people can pick on Baker, but I really believe you remove the petulant behavior at times. He's a natural leader. He changed the culture in Cleveland. He got them to the playoffs, beat Pittsburgh, took Kansas City to the wall before the team blew it, or they might have gone to a Super Bowl that year. And not for nothing, you know 
this is going to be a revenge spot for Baker. And there's nobody's got a bigger chip on their shoulder than Baker Mayfield. He's going to want to make a statement week one against his old team. And you mentioned against the Chiefs. Well, he actually turned around the next year, played them week one, and had better numbers than he had the previous year when he was number two in the league. And like you mentioned earlier in the show, he got hurt on an injury in that week one performance and was never the same. But if you throw that out, I don't see how you can say this guy is below average. He's proven it, and I think he has a great opportunity with some great weapons, with Matt Rule, who's had his has his has his ass on the hot seat. I think they're yeah. going to turn it around. No, we're in agreement, and I think the numbers back it up. All right, thanks a lot, McKenzie. Thank you, man. See you next week. All right. Coming up, some final quick thoughts on Baker Mayfield in that week one revenge spot and some other Vegas uh, odds and ends that you'll want to know about. Keep it locked right here. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business. Bernie Fratto. Oh, we're back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. On Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. Chris Perfett, Brian Finley on the updates, and Brandon Trufa. And tonight, they'll be with me till 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. You'll join us for all of the hijinks. By the way, before I get to my final thoughts on Baker and Carolina and such, 
You may have missed it. I doubt you did unless you're living on Mars. Joey Chestnut won his 15th hot dog eating contest in the last 16 years Monday. You may not know this, though. He's also, Joey Chestnut is also a world record holder for eating 25-pound corned beef sandwiches in 10 minutes, 182 wings in 30 minutes, 141 hard-boiled eggs in 8 minutes, and 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes. And don't rush the stage or he might just choke you out. By the way, also, I'm going to be getting to the, now that the dust has settled, some thoughts on the college football expansion in USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten and get into some specifics on how that decision was made, etc. Listen, let's give the Pac-12 some respect, okay? I grew up in Pac-12 country, and I saw them hammer the Big Ten year after year in the in the Rose Bowl. Uh, and when USC and UCLA joined, the and, and Washington did as well, so those great Don James teams, and I'll never forget Warren Moon picking apart Bo Schembechler's team in 78. That's a story for a different day. When USC and UCLA join the Big Ten Conference for the 2023 season, they're going to be bringing actually an impressive body of work. Since 1980, both schools combined, USC and UCLA, they're 41 and 21 combined against Big Ten opponents. USC is 24 and 10, UCLA is 17 and 11, including 21 and 4 straight up and 20 and 5 against the spread when they're playing foes in the Big Ten that have a 900 winning percentage or better. That shows you that the Pac-12, Pac-10, even back in the days of the Pac-8, had great success against the Big Ten. Don't poo-poo that USC and UCLA might not step up their game. All right, if you're wondering how many wins the odds makers think Baker Mayfield is worth compared to Sam Darnold, well, it looks right now like the answer is one. Carolina opened up with a win total of five and a half, But after the Baker trade, it moved to six and a half. People I know are betting the over. It's an intriguing over bet. Remember, Carolina opened the season 3-0 last year before Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And for whatever reason, Sam Darnold turned into a hot mess. I don't dislike Sam Darnold. I just will never figure out what the hell happened. I mean, I know, what, 16 offensive coordinators in four years and not such great situations, but... Unfortunately, he hasn't shown an ability or proclivity to overcome some of these peccadillos. But they were 3-0. Carolina was 3-0 before Christian McCaffrey got hurt last year. Give me a healthy Christian McCaffrey and better quarterback play from Baker Mayfield and other improvements such as on the offensive line. And Carolina could theoretically be competitive. Now, will Carolina make the playoffs? The odds makers don't think so, but they do think Carolina actually has a slightly better chance with Baker Mayfield than they did without. Carolina was 5-1 to one to make the playoffs before the trade. They've moved down to plus 450. That's incrementally once the Panthers acquired Baker Mayfield. So what that basically means, according to the odds, is there's about an 18% chance increase that Baker Mayfield and the Panthers are in the postseason. Check that. It means there's an 80% chance. They're plus 450. There's an 80% chance that Carolina's in the postseason. I don't know how they get past Tampa Bay, but I do think Atlanta's going to be terrible, and I'm not so sure. I think there are real questions about New Orleans, so we'll see what happens. For the majority of the offseason, it was always unclear whether Mayfield would play this upcoming season. There was even more concern that because of the quarterback carousel and all the, you know, the, the, the musical chairs that had taken place that, he might be a man without a country. Believe it or not, though, Baker Mayfield was still listed at 100 to one to win the NFL MVP in 2022. That puts him like the long Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. He's now down to 80 to one. Those are the same odds as Carson Wentz and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I think it'd be a miracle. But Mayfield is also 16 to one to win NFL Comeback Player of the Year if he could stay healthy. Well, that might not be bad. People are already betting it. It's now down to 10 to 1. Remember, Baker from Mayfield played most of the 21-21 season, practically all the 2021 season hurt, and he required off-season surgery to fix a torn labrum. I think that matters. Look out, week one, as a short dog at home, I expect Carolina to exact revenge on Cleveland. I'm not so sure who's starting a quarterback for Cleveland, but I don't think it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Carolina might be to play with their new quarterback. 
Baker Mayfield. All right. That's going to do it for Straight Out of Vegas. Coming up, stick with us. We'll be with you to 3 a.m. I'm Bernie Fratto. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.